Bring that body to me. You are inside the Raw Report on KBLA Talk 1580, where we bring you the latest in entertainment news, trending topics, and interviews. I'm your host, Robin Ayers, with you all Monday through Friday, 6 to 7 p.m. That's the jam right there. Is it someone's birthday? Or that's just okay. We plan it just because we like it. Just because we love it. I didn't catch it. Andy, okay, listen, Andy, I apologize. You never, you never miss, okay? You never miss your shot. So, <laughs> Andy, if if I'm not on it, Andy is right there to catch me. So I appreciate that. Um, he is absolutely right. We are in for a great conversation. Um, and a perfect song. I love the body. You know, bring the body to me. We're gonna talk about bodies today for sure. I hope you are having a wonderful Friday. I know I am. Um, we are still still cheesing and, and joyous and smiling and laughing off of the news that I brought you all yesterday, which was the fact that both of my kids, my two daughters, have been accepted into Hampton University. So, so excited for them, for both of them. Congratulations, Madison and Brooklyn. Um, listen, I hope you're having a great Friday going into the the weekend, and I know it's going to be a great one for you. I'm, I'm confident in that. I have to say, though, I took a moment to just really sit and just uh, ponder on the fact that in just about a month or a little over a month, we will be hitting one year of the Raw Report. Wow, wow, wow. And I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful to all of you who have been on this journey with me. And, um, t- you know, the, the Raw Squad has been born from this. So I appreciate y'all for rocking with Robin Ayers and the Raw Report, you know, for this entire year. It's been good and we have more to come. So listen, if you want to call in at any point in time today as we're having this, I feel, really important conversation, you can do that. You can call 1-800-920-1580 and you should be at this point, y'all. Come on. I've said it enough. You should be joining us over in our YouTube. It's just a good idea. Come and join the community. Come and join the Raw Squad. You might be listening via app, our KBLA 1580 app. And if you are, you could also leave us a note, a little voice note at the open mic feature that we have on the app. Personally, I listen to those messages and oftentimes I'm very entertained and it's nothing to play on the radio. Y'all just want to give your input. But I like those. I like those, too. So definitely keep them coming. Um And so I encourage you to keep doing that. So before we move into the Raw Report today, I want to give you a couple of updates. I want to send a special, special shout out and um, send my well wishes to a friend of the show, Eric Bellinger. His mother has passed. He he revealed that on um, on Instagram, on social media, him and his wife, um, Lamaya Good, they they you know, obviously are showing his mother a a lot of love and I'm sure that is never going to be an easy thing. So you all hear him. He's always giving, you know, Andy's always playing his shout out here um, when he came to do our interview here at the Raw Report. Um, So I want to give him some love and um, definitely sending well wishes to him and his entire family on the passing of his mother. On another note, 
finally, Tyrese is saying something that's not causing no no friction. Because, you know, whenever Tyrese speaks, it's for the past year or even more, it's always been controversial. But he's revealing some good news, at least to me. TGT, the group that he is in with Tank and Genuine, he says they are working together again. I am so excited to hear that. Hands down, and Andy, I don't know if you feel the same way, because I, I respect your music savvy, okay? Hands down, TGT is one of the best R&B groups, modern-day groups that there that there is, that, that we've heard. Would you agree? I mean, what other groups do we have for them to compare to? Don't, come on now. Don't do us like that. I mean, right, just, I'm just being Okay, honest. let's just talk about R&B. I mean, it's good for R&B. Okay. Yeah, but just... You're right. I mean, there are not a lot of groups. You're right about that. Except for that one group that you played one time for, uh, you know, Who's Got Next? The what was youngsters. The group? I forgot. Oh, the young, they, they were young, but they were good. They were, they were good, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're right. I mean, there are not a ton of uh, R&B groups, but, you know, I'm trying, to, I'm trying to give them some love, and you over here like, well, prove it more. I mean, I mean look, look. <laughs> Tank, Genuine, Tyrese, we already know. It's, it's you know, enough said. Yes. With regards to the R&B group, yeah. I, I guess I'm just a little bit disappointed because yeah. there's not many of them. That's and true. And I remember in the 90s, it was groups galore. That so, is true. I mean, hey, if this is if this is going to, you know, uh, create like a domino effect of, of groups coming up, if they're going to inspire some folks, then that'll be good. Then you'll be for it. OK, well, um, I'm personally really looking forward to this album. If they do come out with an album or whatever the project is, their first album was called uh, Three King, Three Kings. And honestly, from beginning to end, one of the best albums that I've heard when in terms of R&B legitimately and if you want to go if you want to go song for song i'm down okay i'm gonna create time and we're just gonna do it Andy. i think andy is is you know not really feeling me on this but it's okay i know music okay you know music too i'm not gonna take that away from you but anyway all right let me go ahead and move on this is enough about tgt but yeah they are coming back rhythm and flow which is a great show that's actually coming back as well i don't know if you're familiar with that show it is honestly it was one of the great great shows that brought us d smoke on the bigger platform if you're familiar with rapper d smoke inglewood's own inglewood's own d smoke um he won in that first season well it's coming back with lotto dj Khaled, and Ludacris. i will be watching it was on netflix and that's a show that i felt was really really good and you never know we're we're gonna they're, they're probably gonna discover someone else that will, will become a new fan favorite um okay also side note a man i don't know if you've all seen but this is on social media of course a man who revealed that he was living in his storage unit to save money he put it on TikTok and he got kicked out, y'all. They found out because he put it on TikTok. Not everything is meant for social media, especially something like that. He showed all the ways that he was saving money by living in his storage unit. I thought it was pretty smart, but the man has gotten kicked out now with his girlfriend. So um, sorry to hear that, but I'm sure he'll work something else out. Um, before we get into the Rob Report, the question of the day, Lil Wayne he was sitting courtside with his kids, his two sons, and Queen Latifah came up and she was talking with them. And Lil Wayne introduced and she introduced Queen Latifah to her to his sons. She went to shake their hands and they remained seated. People did not like that. They thought the kids should have stood up. They thought that he should have stepped in to say, hey, no, stand up and greet, you know, Queen Latifah. 
Do you think kids are too laxed with that? Should they stand up when they're meeting an elder? Should they give, you know, firm handshakes and, and eye contact and all of that stuff? I'll ask you guys over in our chat. But, Andy, let's go ahead and get into the raw report. Now it's time for a breakdown. Okay, so we're talking, we are talking bodies today. We're talking body image. We're talking body dysmorphia. We're also talking Ozempic. Ozempic has come around and it has changed the game for a lot of people. Specifically, we're talking about Oprah, Beverly Johnson, and Tammy Roman, who have all now talked in some way, shape, or form about their body, their their challenges, their roller coaster um, when it comes to weight loss and things pertaining to their body. I think it should be a pretty good conversation. And uh, I'm excited to speak to our uh, contributor who is on the line with us today. She's not in studio, but she is on the line and she'll be joining us when we come forward. So we're going to get this conversation cracked off on the other side. You are listening to The Raw Report on KBLA Talk 1580. Stay there. Giving you your daily dose of entertainment and celebrity news. You're inside The Raw Report. Report. With Robin Ayers on KBLA Talk 1580. And, of course, uh, I want to go ahead and get started. But um, I-, I love watching you guys. I want to shout all of you guys out inside of your um, of the poll here on our on our YouTube. So far, most of you guys are saying, yes, kids should stand up. And when they're meeting or greeting their their elders, Andy, you didn't look like you were too happy to see. I mean, are we are we nitpicking here? Because I feel like that's that's I think they should. It's a little nitpicking. But what shouldn't we nitpick though? Because little by little, all the generation they're they're headed downhill. They're not doing everything. They're they're losing standards. You don't feel like nitpicking is cool? I mean, sometimes. I mean, it's cool sometimes. But I mean, who's to say that he's never stood up before? It might have it might have been just one of those situations where you know he might have forgot. He probably doesn't know how big Queen Latifah is. I mean, I don't know. Hmm. Like, let's cut him some slack. Give him some grace. I'm not cutting no slack. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> um, and, and if it was the other way around, if it were the other way, like Queen Latifah not standing up, yeah. Okay, if well, it was a kid or something. I mean, should, should we all stand up when greeting somebody? No, it's about elders. It's, it's about, about respecting elders. your elders. In my opinion, you know what? Let's 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 ask our contributor. Let's go ahead and get our contributor on the line, who is usually here with us in studio. But please welcome our very talented. An articulate <laughs> entertainment tri- uh, contributor today, Stephanie O. Hello, Stephanie. How are you today? Hey, Robin. I'm good. How are you? You know, I am doing well. It is good to talk with you, and I'm I'm very happy uh, to be back on the show. Number one, but I'm happy to be back in conversation with my contributors, just like you. Because these conversations, man, I feel like these are great conversations <laughs> to have. I got to ask you, uh, do you agree with most of who is voting here inside of our YouTube chat? Or do you feel like Andy, uh, when it comes to children standing up to meet their their elders? Or are we nitpicking and, and just doing a little bit too much? You know, I'm from the South. So, you know... I, I still carry some of the old school. You have to stand up when you're talking to your, your elders, mm-hmm. you know, look them in the eye and all of that. I still tell my son to do the same. I still teach him to open doors, mm-hmm. all those things, you know, yes. like, you, you know, I don't, you can't, you can't lose the recipes. There are certain things we got to keep, we got to keep those, you know? Yeah, very well said. I, I And I completely agree with you. Um, I want to get to our phone call that we have from Forrest, uh, from Compton. Hey, Forrest, how are you today? Hey, hey, how you doing? This is Ayers. 
you. You know, <laughs> I just uh, I teach my sons to, especially boys, to stand up, to open doors, uh, you know, pump your mom's gas, the whole nine. Mm. And with my daughters, I open and close doors for them as well so they know what to expect so they won't bring home any thugged out trash to my mm-hmm. house talking about dating them. <laughs> right. <laughs> and so my daughter, my youngest one, she's 17, I noticed that she will, she went on a date not too long ago and she stood by the door and looked at him. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's right. <laughs> so you, okay. it's what you mm-hmm. teach them at an early age and you know, we, we have to definitely get back to that as well. You know, teaching our kids uh, about chivalry. Yeah. Some of them just don't know. Yeah. They just don't know. Absolutely. There, there are some things that I believe we can and, and we should get a little bit more relaxed on when it comes to standards. But there are some things that we absolutely need to keep in terms of etiquette and in, in terms of respect. Um Certain things I never really understood, like, you know, t- taking your hat off when you come into a, to a house. I mean, that was a rule in my grandparents' house. They're like, you need to take your jacket and your hat off because I don't know if it made people feel uncomfortable. I don't know what that rule was about. But if I can understand right, right. the rule, um, such as, you know, no elbows on the table, I don't know why that's a rule, right? Is it just respect? Is it manners? I don't know. Some things I think we can be a little bit more laxed on. But when it comes to showing respect, looking in the eye, standing up, you know, being appropriate. I feel like those are things that we need to keep around. And so I agree with you, Forrest. I definitely uh, salute to you. I know you said that you're an excellent father now, and it sounds like it because (laughs) the way you're raising your children, um, we salute you over here. So thank you so much. We appreciate you. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Stephanie, uh, before we move on, uh, I wanted to say this about Fahima, too. She says the lack of manners are of a reflection of how one is raised if they aren't being taught decorum. OK, so you agree with that uh, wholeheartedly, right? I mean, I don't I want I don't want to say it's the lack of manners is a reflection of how they're being raised, um, because, you know, you can you can raise a kid with manners and they just absolutely won't do it as adults. I guess, you know, they can Mm. just completely ignore that when they're adults. You know what I mean? Mm. But I will say that, you know, that's not going to stop me from teaching (laughs) my child that these are the manners that, you know what I mean? So I am definitely going to continue to teach my child that he's going to do those things and he's going to do those things when he's around me. As you should. Um, no question Okay, I, I feel you. I'm not even mad at you. I do think, though, that that's more of the exception to the rule than the rule itself. I think that right. uh, more oftentimes if you teach your kids and you raise your kids with manners and standards and things that they should do, I think that they will uh, they will continue to to adhere to those types of things that you taught them most likely. Now, again, uh, there are exceptions to every rule. Some kids are just going to be like, I don't care what my parents taught me to do. I'm doing something completely different. Rebellion. Rebellion. Yeah. (laughs) 
So um, I guess it all depends. But um, nonetheless, I digress. I think them kids should have stood up. But okay. But I, I also love Queen Latifah. I'm like, you know, show her some respect. Anyway, let's go ahead and move on. We are talking about bodies today and um, all the things and, and black women specifically and uh, all the, the, the body images and body dysmorphia. I came across an article recently where uh, Supermodel, I guess she's always going to be called Supermodel, even if she's not working currently anymore. But Beverly Johnson, she revealed at one point in the 70s, she she was on weekly cocaine, brown rice and two egg diet. And she said that she did mm-hmm. this to maintain her stick figure. And it took for her mother at one point to 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 put her in front of a mirror and show her different angles of herself. And she said that she saw her bones looking back at her. I, I, how how frightening she said that uh, once she would go when when she was modeling at the height of her career, she would go in looking, you know, really, really frail and thin. The people in the in the modeling industry would be like, oh, yes, look at you. You know, like you snatched and, you know, and would compliment it and congratulate her for and all the models for looking that thin. Uh, so that's something obviously that goes way back. But um Really scary, honestly, to think about weekly cocaine and who else was partaking in that. You know, I used to work for another supermodel, Beverly Peel, as a matter of fact, and she would tell me some of the ways of the world and and, and that that industry and how it was back then and things that they had to do to maintain this this standard. Um, There is also Tammy Roman. And I want to play a clip. This is not a new clip. She talked about this before, but it, it definitely applies to what we're talking about today. She talked about body dysmorphia. And I want to play that clip for uh, just a little bit of that clip. And then, Stephanie, I want to have you chime in before we jump into Oprah, who's been battling you know, her body weight and her image and all that stuff for a long time. But I, I want to get into this Tammy Roman clip. So let's go ahead and take a listen to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I seen a story. Uh, they were talking about uh, Tammy doesn't eat. Right. Right. <laughs> I eat. I, I've been on uh, set with you. Yeah. <laughs> and I see Tammy eat. Yeah, there's I juices. Eat. There's food. I'm like, I'm like, where is it coming from? Does that ever bother you? Because people just make up their own stories, their own rumors. But me being on set, I'm like, no, she eats. She eats a lot. Yeah, I eat a lot. Well, the thing is, I have a condition that's called body dysmorphia, mm-hmm. and I've had it since I was 13 years old. It is a mental disorder. Um, based on either trauma or genetics, and mm-hmm. mine is trauma-based. And so what happens with that is the way I look at myself and the way people see me are two different things. Mm-hmm. And I always see myself, unfortunately, as, you know, that show like my 600-pound life, no mm-hmm. matter how I look to people, when I look at myself, I can always pick something apart. I always feel like I'm overweight. Mm. And so because of that, there are moments <laughs> where it's like I gotta stop eating. Yeah, and then there are other moments where it's I'm like about to say, I think I'm hungry. Girl got body dysmorphia. <laughs> if that's the case, because I, you feel a certain way about yourself. No, but but this is this is like people. different because there can literally be nothing wrong, mm. but I will find something. something wrong. Mm-hmm. You understand? Yeah. Like I yeah. can. Find- um, and that's a conversation. It's it's longer clip than that, but. Um, just for the sake of our conversation, Stephanie, I wanted to have Tammy explain it to, uh, to, to, you know, in her own words so that we can discuss this. In your opinion, though, mm-hmm. is that um, I look at 
what's going on in society right now. And right now, it almost looks like the opposite is happening. It looks like the opposite. And and I want to know from you, do you feel like, you know, all the BBLs and all the um, all the surgeries to enhance our bodies and different things like that is a form of body dysmorphia, like in the opposite way? Oh, 1000 percent. It's and I, I don't want to say it's body dysmorphia, but it's not all body dysmorphia, but it's all body image issues. Mm -hmm. I'll say. Mm -hmm. Um, And the reason I'll say that is because body dysmorphia, in a sense, is you seeing a problem where there's not necessarily. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of people do go out and they do go get surgeries um, to enhance things where there isn't a problem. Mm -hmm. So they may want to get bigger where they don't necessarily need to get bigger. And then they cause a problem where they didn't necessarily have a problem right mm-hmm. um and that's what bo- the body dysmorphia comes because you know, you'll see like those people who over plump their lips for example mm-hmm. and they're just they're walking around with these super super overdone lips and it's like why do you look like that it's because they don't realize they just went too far they went extreme with mm-hmm. it right mm-hmm. um and that's the body dysmorphia side of it rather than someone who is just like getting this work done and it's like you were fine before but you know they just you know just getting lots of work done yeah Yeah. so it's like i think a lot of it is there's a lot of body image issues but then there's a lot of body image issues that um there's a lot of how do i put it excuse me there everyone has there's a lot of body image issues but they're not all body dysmorphia but there's Mm -hmm. tons of body image issues and it's like it's I think a lot of it is amplified by the fact that we can see there's so much social media. So we can see so many people and we can be so easily influenced by so much mm. and um, more than ever before. There's so much media. There's so much on TV. There's so many movies. There's so much content. And so there's so much to yeah. influence you for to what to look like and what I like and what I don't like, look like, what I don't like and what to wear. And Absolutely. It's really bad. It's, it, it is. It's, it's pretty bad. Um, when we come forward, I, I still want to talk about um, about this part of it and, and where that even comes from. Like you, you're mentioning some right now, social media and, and the ads and all that stuff. But it wasn't as bad as it is now, you know, in previous times. Um, we have, you know, examples like Lil' Kim and Michael Jackson, people who had, you know, it may have stemmed from a real place, but they went a little far with it, you know. Um, and just where does that come from and what we can do about it? And we still want to talk about Ozempic and how that changed the game. That into the conversation and changed everything. Um, We're going to talk more about that on the other side. Right now, news, traffic, and sports. You're listening to The Raw Report on KBLA Talk 1580. Yo, what's going on? It's your boy Eric Bellinger hanging out right here with my family at The Raw Report. Keep it locked. You are inside The Raw Report on KBLA Talk 1580. What a beautiful song. What a beautiful song. TLC. Uh, And if you are... Just joining us. Welcome into our conversation on the Raw Report today on this happy Friday. We're talking about body, body uh, images and body dysmorphia and what's happening in our society right now that's making people think that they're not good enough and that they need to change the very way that they look and that they present themselves to the world. And we're on the phone with our wonderful contributor of the day, uh, Stephanie O. And um, Stephanie, we're we're in this conversation right now talking about, you know, 
who who we can kind of pinpoint, right? Tammy Roman is actually a great example. Not not a lot of people know who Tammy Roman is. She started out, most people know her as being on the show, The Basketball Wives show. She was married to a, an NBA player, former NBA player. And she was a little, she wasn't heavy set or anything like that. I thought she looked normal. I thought she looked great how she was before. And after she left the show, she began uh, acting and doing some other things. And really went down that rabbit hole of 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 body image and she like she just admitted body dysmorphia where she's lost so much weight just completely unaware and oblivious of how she looked and in fact the the clip that we just played she she went on to say that in her mind when people are telling her oh you're, you're too skinny tammy you, you we see your bones tammy you look like a bobblehead tammy she takes that as a, a compliment she takes that as a compliment. That is, to me, the epitome of body dysmorphia. And, Stephanie, we're talking about right now where those things come from and how we can change it because, you know, we were talking about Lil' Kim. Lil' Kim, to me, is sort of the poster of body image. And I don't know if it's quite body dysmorphia. Usually we relate that to anorexia. Body dysmorphia, people who go... You know, they 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 lose weight because they think they're too heavy set. Um, the the opposite, though, we're talking about how, uh, you know, all of these surgeries and BBLs and plumped up lips and all that is Lil' Kim pretty a pretty good example of what modern day society is going through when when, you know, with their bodies in terms of um, how how they look and how they present to the world, in your opinion? Um. I think Lil' Kim is definitely an example. Uh, I think she's an extreme example. And you know, the crazy thing is, I would say she's an extreme example, but another example that I would say is even, she's a less extreme example, but it's an example right in our faces, Mm -hmm. I would say is Kim Kardashian. And -hmm. let me tell you why. Okay. If you notice, Kim Kardashian went through the BBL, curvy, big butt, big chest, all that. And then a year later, she's super slim, super skinny, super like the Mm -hmm. really extreme, Mm -hmm. totally different body. And it's like just out of nowhere, you know, her and her entire family, just out of nowhere, this extreme body. And then, of course, now everybody else is doing this extreme change right after her. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of like one of those things where it's like, where did that come from? That's not coming from just a natural I want to be you know a natural I just happen to just you know get fit today type thing it's you know this is a I'm doing entirely too much (laughs) yeah you know it's like Kylie Jenner you know you know you get your body done your lips your this your that you get all these curves and then decide one day I want to take everything out get super ozempic skinny and it's like it's too much and it's very confusing uh, a great segue to bring in uh, Ozempic. You know, it's so interesting, the trend. And all it takes really is for one really influential person to begin that trend um, that we can see. Kardashians are a great example. Um, Pretty Brown Mimi, she says, Chloe Kardashian too, which is true. You know, it's so interesting, the trend. You know, it went from you have to look really, really, really thin, frail thin, bones looking at you thin like Beverly Johnson, to... All of a sudden, the the new trend is curvaceous, and we need to see all the curves, and all these girls are enhancing what's already there. So they're trying to look even more curvier because that's what's appealing. And that came by way 
really it started with Kim Kardashian. She was really at the forefront of that trend. Then it was the Nicki Minaj, the uh, Black Chinas, and so on and so forth. But now the trend is becoming really thin again, really thin. And and don't get me wrong. It's not healthy if you think about it. It's not healthy at all. And don't get me wrong, Ozempic, Ozempic, although it's it's actually for uh, medical purposes, it had become a trend for people who are overweight. That's what it's typically used for women who women and men who are overweight and they needed help losing weight. It helps control the the hormones. It helps control your appetite and all all that type of thing. However, when people started hearing about the benefits of Ozempic, they took it too far. Um, speaking of that, Jill Michaels, if you or Jillian. Michaels, uh, if you're familiar with her, she is a guru mm-hmm. in the workout world. Um, and the she's she's got a ton of things under her belt in terms of exercising. And she's been this is her story. This is her life that she leads for many, many years. She went on an entire rant. We won't play the whole thing, but she's talking about Ozempic and the the cons of using Ozempic, which I don't think a lot of people are thinking about long term. People just want to lose the weight super quickly. And she actually pinpoint pinpoints Oprah, because if you remember, Oprah recently talked about Ozempic and um, we can clearly see Oprah is losing a lot of weight. She's on on Ozempic. There are other people who are losing weight right along with her. Ava DuVernay is another. But I want to hear um, this clip. From Jillian Michaels, who goes on this entire rant, and she does not believe in Ozempic at all. Let's take a listen to it. Problem with this, right, is that you can never get off these drugs. If you do get off of them, all of the meta-analysis show us that you will gain all the weight back and then some two-thirds of it within the first year. But now you've messed up your metabolism, you've lost muscle, you might be running the risk of all these side effects. So you're going to gain it back and then some and have lingering side effects. On top of that, let's say you're like, no, I'm staying on it forever. Really? Google Ozempic plateau. You will plateau on Ozempic. Mm. It will stop working. Right around the 18 month to two year mark, it's going to stop working. Now what are you gonna do? Because now you're literally beholden to it. It's expensive. Insurance isn't gonna cover it forever. Are you gonna be on it forever? So. We don't even know what this looks like five years down the road, 10 years down the road. Hmm. The two good things that have come out of this, in my opinion, are it has. Scary, scary to think about. Um, Jillian Michaels, she she targets Oprah specifically. She talks talks about all these celebrities who are using Ozempic and she says they're not health experts. She is one. But she also also talks about the fact that Oprah is utilizing this as a financial gain. I don't know how she might be tied to this, but we we know from the past Oprah has um, collaborated and, and partnered up with Weight Watchers and um, a few other yeah. things, in fact. And so I don't know what she's got going on with Ozempic, but um, that is a, that's true. What do you think about this new Ozempic trend and how it could affect people in the long run? I will say this, um, as far as Ozempic, I think a lot of people don't do their research before they just dive into it. I think a lot of people just get it and overdo it and just don't stop. And they just, they just keep going and keep going and keep going. They don't think about the, the, medication as it is all they all come with side effects they all come with risks and a lot of people don't think about that before they just dive in and they just they see losing weight 
and they don't think about it. I tried Ozempic for two months, and I was just like, eh, that's, I'm done. I went one whole day not eating, and I was like, oh, yeah, nah. Mm. <laughs> so it was effective was for like, you? no. It, it was very, it was too effective. Mm, mm-hmm. It was too effective. I was like, I had to force myself to eat because there's no way I'm going a whole day not eating. That was mm-hmm. absolutely not. Mm-hmm. So it was too effective. And I was like, uh-uh, absolutely not. And so. Um, That's interesting, yeah, Stephanie. I, 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 yeah, mm-hmm. I, I'm actually curious, though. I mean, and thank you for sharing this. I love the transparency. Thank you for that. Um, I'm curious because. Were you someone who also said, you know what, I'm hearing about all the benefits of this in terms of weight loss. Let me jump on this um, sort of trend or let me let me jump on it because I've heard about it. Was that your your stance? Well, for me, I'll say that by I struggle with um, my weight since pretty much since I had my son. So 20 years, I struggle with my weight going up and down, a lot of it being genetics. Um, everybody, all the women in my family are pretty, uh, I'm not going to say heavy, mm-hmm. but they're heavier than me. Um, so genetics, I'm fighting DNA every day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm fighting against DNA every day. So, um, a lot of times, so I did want to try it because a lot of it is, um, a matter for me, it's curbing, uh, cravings. Mm-hmm. I have a bad, 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 bad craving. So it's a lot of it is curving cravings for me. So I was like, okay, let me try this to see if this works. I tried it for two months with two shots, and it was way it it, it was way too effective for me. Mm-hmm. One, it was expensive, but I got it for a discount. But it was just way too effective. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I was not eating at all, and that was just it. Could it did? It, I, I felt that that was it was not healthy. To not eat. Let me I ask would you. Diet. <laughs> yeah, right. The, go eat. about it the natural way. Um, on, on, just on a on a <clears throat> on a real level, Stephanie. Just real talk. If black women who have traditionally, if you look back historically, black women are it. We are the blueprint. Why don't we believe that we are? good enough as we are why are we always following a trend or creating a new trend when it comes to how we look like I remember the good old days I remember thinking you know the night when I say the good old days I'm talking about 90s and the only reason why I pinpoint the 90s is because you had the Hallies you had Aaliyah you had Robin Givens you had all these beautiful stunning women who were naturally themselves I mean um, even if you had a little bit more curvaceous, like a, I don't know, I don't even know who who else to pinpoint, but you had natural women uh, when it came to their faces. We didn't we didn't add anything to ourselves. We just were what we were, and we loved it. We loved it. We loved the image back then. What is it today? Why do we have this image this uh, problem accepting our image as we are? You know, that is a great question, and. I feel that there's just so much there's so much pressure these days on whether we are enough, I feel. Mm-hmm. Um I think that there's just not enough representation as far as women who look like us who are just 
you know, put out there and it's like, that's enough. You know what I mean? Yeah. Stephanie, um, this is what I wanted. Mm-hmm. I want to do because we're both pondering on this question. I, I feel like that's a heavy one. And I, I really want to get to it on yeah. the other side. If I can hold hold you for just a few more moments, we're, we're going to continue Absolutely. this conversation on the other side. It's just too important. Uh, you're listening to KBLA Talk 1580. Giving you your daily dose of entertainment and celebrity news. You're inside the Robert Report. Report with Robin Ayers on KBLA Talk 1580. We're having a great conversation with uh, entertainment contributor Stephanie, who's on the phone with us today. And um, on the other side, I asked you about why we as black women can't accept the fact that we are beautiful as is and what what. Why can't we wrap our minds around that when I feel like we're the blueprint, when I feel like we've always been beautiful, we don't need to do anything more. Little enhancements are fine. Um, you were you were talking on the other side about your answer. G- g- you can c- go ahead and continue, Stephanie. Oh, you know, it's it's a hard question to answer, honestly. I just sure. feel like there's just a lot of inner work that needs to be done. I feel like there's just a it takes a lot of self-esteem. I think black people as a whole have self-esteem issues that we got to work on. Um and it's just a lot of self inner healing that we have to do as a people that it's just going to take a lot. And, and just, it's so hard to say. Um, mm-hmm. But I think it's going to take a lot from I, what I would love to see and what I've always wanted to do. And, you know, it's never too late for me to start doing it. So I should stop saying what I want to do and actually get up and do it mm. is start mentoring young, young women and young girls, high school girls, middle school girls, and um, talking to them about self-worth and beauty and um, understanding that these things that they're seeing on social media, TV, movies, those things are not real. Those things are not important. Those things change every day. Um, the thoughts and the things, the words that are coming out of boys' mouths today mean absolutely nothing. Can I add um, to that, though? Finding- mm-hmm. You're absolutely yeah. right, Stephanie. You are you are on a roll. Let me add to that. This one is so big and it's so important. Family. Family. Your family needs absolutely. to understand and this comes from way back. This this dates further back than what I even know. Your family has a tendency to look at the little ones in the family. You know, someone just had a baby and we're watching this baby grow up into a toddler, into a, a, a preteen, a teenager, a young woman, young man or whatever. And the family tends to make remarks about these kids. They would say things mm-hmm. like, Oh, you need to stop eating so much or girl, you, you, you ain't got no meat on your bones or, and they think they're saying things out of love or saying things because they can, they're your family and they do love you, but they're making these comments that will stick with the people they're, they're this young one forever. And it begins to, mm-hmm. to give them some sort of complex when they get older, they, they know they're on the thinner side because their family told them their whole life. So you mix that with going out into society and letting society tell you that your beauty isn't real beauty in, in comparison to. So I wanted to add that one in there. I think we, as, as when we think about our community, our family, we need to get the hang of that really keeping those remarks exactly. to yourself. That's a whole exactly. word right there. That's 1, a mic drop percent. moment, by the way. Yeah, no, 100%. 100%. Now, let me we ask... We should really take time to... I'm mm-hmm. sorry. You go, no, 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 go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, we should really take time and opportunity instead of doing that is to tell our daughters, tell our sons how beautiful, how handsome they are. That's a word. That Rather is absolutely... Rather than critiquing them 
tell them that how great and wonderful, how smart, how, you know, give them affirmations. And I promise you that'll do that that'll work wonders for their self-esteem absolutely um yeah affirmations talking to your your kids not only about um we we need we just need a whole master class on the proper ways to talk to our kids we were talking about generational curses and breaking generational curses a couple of times this week that goes hand in hand with me talking about how to affirm your children and prepare them for going out into society that they are enough beauty mind soul intelligence all of the above andy I think it's also important to critically discuss what kids see on TV because yeah. that's definitely influential. Like, yeah, you see a, a, a Kim Kardashian, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you have to do that. Absolutely. And I want these people to know that your your image and body doesn't equate to happiness. It doesn't equate just because you see these people with these bodies and whatnot and what looks like they have money and this and that and the other. It doesn't equate to happiness. Um such a great conversation stephanie and it's over so soon so soon but yeah i'm looking forward to having another conversation with you in the very very near future can you let everybody know where they could find you online as usual you can always find me at 11 on instagram twitter and everywhere else facebook all that i appreciate you so much thank you for joining me today and enjoy your weekend stephanie thank you you too all right, you guys, it has been a lovely conversation. And yes, part two, I agree with you. Pretty Brown Mimi says this, uh, the body image conversation, we need to continue it. Houston, Texas says, don't let this topic go. Bring in Dr. Sabi's daughter to talk more, uh, to bring more light also. I agree with you. We are not done when it comes to health and wellness and our community and intertwining it with the entertainment business, of course, because that is what we do here. Uh, I think we need to continue these very, very important conversations. So I appreciate y'all, Raw Squad. I appreciate all of you who have tuned in today and for the week, as a matter of fact. I want you all to have a beautiful, beautiful weekend. You know we're going to be right back at it on Monday.